This is the MyMac Podcasting Network. It's Geekiest Show Ever, number 50, and Tim's back. And so is Chad, just for this one. So, uh, so uh, uh, yeah, let's get started. Let's go. Geekiest show ever, number 50, take two. We were literally... On a roll. On a roll. We were 12 minutes into this show, and it crashed. My name is Tim Robertson. I am uh, the old host of of Geekiest Show Ever. And I'm Chad Perry. I am also the old co-host of Geekiest Show Ever. Uh, You guys are probably used to Travis and Justin. Unfortunately... um when we turned the show over to them at uh, after episode 40, we told Justin and Travis that there's going to be a time that Chad, Perry, and I are going to come in and, and record a Geekiest show over because this was our show. We just didn't... It's not that we ever quit this show, Chad. Right. We just kind of... The stars just haven't been aligning for yeah, us. Yeah, it's, it's scheduling. It's family stuff. It's, you know, I work in Chicago, so I'm not here every day. Um, it just didn't always work out, but... Here we are again. Yep. It's been since December, and that's kind of crazy. Yeah, that's what, 10 months now ten, almost? 10 months. No, it's been almost exactly 10 months. Yeah. Um, but it's been a month since the last GSE, so here we are. Yeah. Um, it's kind of weird because, Chad, we just had these discussions, and we're going to have to do them again because... Because <laughs> GarageBand quit on us 12 minutes into the podcast. Yeah, that's so we're going to take a couple extra breaks in here just to make sure we have this saved and... Uh, I don't. I don't know why it did it. It just. It just spontaneously decided that. Yeah, it, that's it. It wasn't Done. interested in what there's we were no, talking look, about. There's nothing else running. No. I've used GarageBand in line before. I did the last tech band, and mm-hmm. it's. I don't know. It just decided. Nah. <sighs> you guys are talking too much. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's rewind. Um, the tech world is changed a lot. Yeah. Definitely. I, I feel weird saying the same stuff that I already said just a few minutes ago. <laughs> but it's worth discussing. Because, it is. Because that was one of the things that that I had really commented about was that really the tablet space has exploded in probably yep. the last 10 months. Chad played with a uh, HP touchpad for the first time. Yep. And it, it is said that the touchpad is gone already. It's just they gave up on it. Yeah, which really that's one of the few tablet products that I think should not have been given up Well, they on. controlled the hardware and the software, um, somewhat distribution. They had a really good opportunity, if they could have just stuck it out, to really make a name and uh, stake their claim, but they mm-hmm. didn't do that. You know, and that's one of the things that I think all, all the manufacturers are starting to kind of understand now, is you do have to maintain some sort of hardware and software control over these things. I mean, even if you're using Android, you have to have some sort of structure around it for the user experience more than anything else. I, I'm hearing a lot of complaints from Android users that they'll download an app because it says, I don't know, Angry Birds or Plants versus Zombies, mm-hmm. but every time they launch it, it just crashes on them. Then they find out this isn't the real application. It's, it's uh, I don't know what you would call it. It's thiefware. Really? It, it's, it's designed not to run. Jeez. And it's some third party that's just uploaded an application and said Plants versus Zombies, and so people buy it. They get their money, but it doesn't actually do anything. Which makes you wonder who's watching the candy store. Nobody's people. watching the candy. That's kind of the point. In yeah. the Android marketplace, it's just it's a free for all. 
Yeah, and, and frankly, there's 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 times where I look at the tech community and I listen to the, the other tech podcast, not just not just the MyMac.com family podcast, but some of the other ones too. And the one that the one complaint that I never seem to understand is that one demand that gee, this needs to be open. People need to have the fluidity to do X, Y, Z, and modify all this stuff. But you know, the fact of the matter is, most base users don't need that level of interaction with their device they don't want it you know they that's just like they just want to go and buy it or download an app that's going to suit what they're trying to get done whether it's playing a game whether mm-hmm. it's a productivity software whether it's an alternate web browser mm-hmm. whatever it is mm-hmm. start using it and not have to think about it yeah because i don't hear a lot of people you know griping about chrysler products or gm products or toyota products because they can't hack the onboard computer on their vehicle and mess with their brake timing or the, you know... Damn it, I just bought this brand new Prius, and what do you mean I cannot get the shabby cobalt seats in it? What the hell? (laughs) Walled garden, man, walled Walled garden. garden. Taking my choices away from me. (laughs) So it's not always, to me, about choice. That's kind of a... Yeah, we like choice, you know? I'm pro-choice on everything. I I want choice. (laughs) Right. Um, But... I don't think that the ecosystem that the iPad and the iPhone live in is necessarily a closed community. Right. There are constraints on what you can do, but I want those constraints. I don't want, you know, this this thiefware type of software to, to bite me in the butt. Right. And I would at least like somebody screening these applications to ensure that they actually work so that, that I'm not... That they're not viruses. It's, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of repercussions for these devices. These are not cheap devices. These are four ninety nine and up. Yeah. And I want somebody to kind of keep an eye on things for me. Mm-hmm. And I think Apple's been doing a good job. There's there used to be a lot of stories. I remember when um, what was it the the iPhone apps really started coming out mm-hmm. for the third parties? There was a lot of rejections and people were getting upset and they'd get a yeah. lot of airplay on the internet. Well, how mm-hmm. long? When's the last time you heard about that kind of thing happening? Oh, not for months. Not for months. Yeah, at least I, I I'm trying to think back to the last one I heard. And even then, I think it was kind of justified. It was like, oh, yeah, you can't use... I think the last one I read, it was something just really insensitive. I mean, it was like making fun of the Holocaust or something like that. It's like, yeah, you know what? We we probably don't need that. Yeah. So, you know, the thing is, I think it's good for the users at the end of the day. Uh, When I give my mother and father-in-law an iPad to use, I don't have to worry that they're going to get a virus. I don't... I mean... in that regard, I think it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. So, what are you using computer-wise now, Chad? Because you know, it, you're you're a geek. You're you're yeah. But you're not an early adopter by any <laughs> stretch of the imagination. I know. I'm not even a mid adopter. I'm not no. even a late adopter. I'm no. just like the he, he, he's like he he rescues the ones right before they're going to get put down. Basically, yeah. And, and, but the thing is. You know, and and I know that you understand this, but maybe the listeners don't understand that. You know, my my adoption cycle really isn't driven by what I would like to do. It's driven by what my wife can still do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if she can still get on the internet, if she can still navigate around, if she can still get to her email, then she's happy. But now we're getting to this point now where everything is still on Tiger, and you've you, got a G5 desktop with an G5 old 23-inch uh, cinema display. Yep. The plastic the one with the plastic, plastic around it. Yeah. Yep. Which was mine. I mean, yeah. I, I used it for like great, 2 years and it's still a great display. It is until you start if you put this iMac we're in front of right next to it, you'll be There's like, no "Oh my gosh, it's all washed out. It looks terrible." Right. And then we've got the uh 
first gen MacBook with the uh, very first Intel, Intel Core, Core 2 Duo. Duo. Yep. yep. Which can't even go up to Lion. Yeah. Which so I and so and you probably still is that still on uh, five twelve megs of RAM? Probably no. I upgraded. I, Did I you? updated the RAM, so it's got two gig in there. Oh, that's not too bad then. Yeah, but you know she's to the point now where she is a Firefox user. She wanted to upgrade Firefox, and now she's found out that she can't install the latest Firefox upgrade because we don't even have an operating system current enough to run it. Yeah. So then she said, "Well, how much would it cost to get an op- to, to go to the next level of OS?" And I said, "Well." I said, the next level of OS, we really can't even install on these things, which is where we should be going. So now she's almost getting to the point where maybe she thinks that it might be time to, because she would like a new laptop. I think in her, you know, we, we talked about this on take one of, of yeah. um, GSC number 50. I think probably an iPad would suit almost all of her needs. I, I agree totally, and I've tried to convince her of that. But once again, she still likes that tactile interaction with the keyboard she doesn't know if she would like using a virtual keyboard she likes being able to clack with her fingers on the keyboard. and again and like i had said usb or i'm sorry a uh, bluetooth keyboard yeah. i mean i've got one heck i've got this one this was sent for you know i never took this out of the box <laughs> it, it, it's an hp wireless keyboard mm-hmm. uh it's bluetooth let me take this out of the, well it's taped in here isn't it yeah it's all right yeah i, I kind of want to fe- see what it feels like now okay. that i'm Talking about it, let's open it up on the show. Uh, you see, yeah, I use this dagger up here. Nice. This is the ultimate. Ooh, listen, it's probably do sounds again, good. Do that again. Here, get close to the mic. Nice. Yeah, dagger, baby. That's the thing, uh, geeks. We we love weapons, <laughs> but we like stabbing weapons. Not so much guns and stuff. No. But a cool sword or a real neat knife. Okay, so this is the HP more tape. I'm just destroying this poor box. It's all right. It's not like they're going to ask for it back anymore. No. I know. <laughs> well, they weren't going to anyway. Yeah. This was mine to keep. So this is a uh, Bluetooth keyboard. Mm-hmm. It's uh, pretty small. It kind of wow. reminds me of the Apple one. Yeah, it does. But it's, uh, I don't know, feel that. See what you think. It's not a bad little keyboard. It's aluminum on the back, which is nice. It should be as thin as it is. Um, plastic on the front. I think standard can... size keyboards, you know, unless she wanted something like a like a 10 key, which you don't even get on a standard Mac mm-hmm. laptop anyways. And I don't even know if she'd know what to do with the 10 key anyways. So. Well, she used to work Go. at a bank, so yeah. she would absolutely know how to use it. <laughs> but, yeah, right. I, you know, and one of those is, is probably like 40 bucks. Yeah. So add 40 bucks onto the price of an iPad 2, and you're still well underneath yeah. a, a MacBook Air. So the question then, Chad, is iPad or Kindle Fire? The Fire is pretty impressive looking. You know, I did see the videos. I've seen some of the promos, and it does look like a really great device for the Kindle user community. Promo. Well, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I know, but I, and I'm and I'm not pushing it. I'm just saying, this really. I mean, I I think we finally see a device that can kind of impinge a little bit into the iPad space. I think it's for a different audience. I don't think yeah. if if you have an iPad that you're going to switch to a Fire. I don't. I don't. Know but I could see would. someone that has an iPad wanting a fire. I'm one mm. of those people. I want mm. a fire. Yeah. And it's not because it does anything different necessarily than my iPad. Although it'd be kind of nice to be able to get some of the Android apps. Sure. That uh that you'll be able to buy, but those are going to be vetted through Amazon. I just think it's probably going to be a better book reader than the iPad. It's smaller. Yeah. And I like to read a lot on my iPad, but there are times I'm laying in bed, I kind of wish it was smaller. It's this kind of it's kind of big 
it's kind of top heavy when you're holding it. It kind of wanted to, wants to drip forward or back, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Eh. so a seven inch tablet I think might be it'd be like a small paperback. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I'm well, torn. And, and, I, and I'm impressed that they've you know that they've done so well with the seven inch form factor because I look at some of the other like. Oh, like the Galaxy Tab and the Playbook that are really more or less seven-inch tablets, and those just never looked that intriguing to me. So on the past geekiest show ever, Chad, you know we would we talk about video games, but we spent a lot of times talking about movies. That was yeah. kind of our thing for a while there. Every couple of shows, we would review or talk about an old movie. Mm-hmm. Um, we obviously we we're not doing geekiest show ever full time anymore, so. We've missed out on talking about a lot of the really cool, geeky movies out there. I know it. Um, I had a whole cool bit about Green Lantern, because Chad didn't see it. But <laughs> So we won't talk about Green Lantern, because he didn't see it. I didn't see it, no. But that was a cool bit. Um, let's start with uh, Thor. What would you think of Thor? I actually liked Thor. You know, I think the only thing is that, you know, the, the, the Earthside treatment was a little bit... You know, yeah, yeah, a little bit, eh. But I do like the fact that most of it was in Asgard, and there was a lot more background on Thor as a character and his inner relationships with his father, and and what life was like in Asgard and going and beating up on frost giants, which I thought was very cool. Uh, I like Thor a lot. I that was the one Marvel character I thought I don't know if you could do a movie about Thor. I don't know if people really buy into it. Right. I totally bought into it. I really... The the guy who played Thor, I thought he did a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wanted to see him a little bit more bulked up. I yeah. mean, he was a little bit on the skinny side to be Thor. Mm-hmm. I mean, Thor is the one guy that can go hand-to-hand with the Hulk. Right. And you look at the actor who's playing that, and you're like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he's just not big enough to go toe-to-toe with, with him. But all in all, though, I thought it was really good. And, of course, at the end of this movie... There's a hint towards the Avengers again. Yep. Uh, with Loki. But probably the better hint towards the Avengers came at the end of Captain America. Yep. What'd you think? I liked Captain America. I was, you know, and the thing that I thought was interesting is how they tied it back into the whole Thor mythology at the very beginning. That, yep. You know, he's, that the Red Skull is looking for an artifact from Odin, you know? Yeah. And, and so now you have your tie into the Avengers immediately. Yeah. I thought Hugo was awesome as the Red Skull. Yeah, Hugo Weaving was very oh, impressive. He I was, was I wanted Skull. so much more of him on screen. I was just mm-hmm. like, he's the man. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really is. And he's been in some of the biggest movies out there. Lord of the Rings, yep. The Matrix. I mean, I, I like him a lot. He's a good actor. I hope mm-hmm. that they bring that character back. Yeah, I would almost have rather seen, for the Avengers, Red Skull. Instead yeah. of Loki. Or Hydra. Red Skull and mm. Loki. That yeah. would have been cool. But um, obviously we're referring to the Avengers. Chad and I watched the trailer earlier. I've seen it about ten times now, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, man, <laughs> i got to say, I am so hyped for the Avengers. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, too. I am really looking forward to seeing uh, some of the ancillary characters. Like, for instance, Hawkeye, we've never, aside from his very brief introduction in thor we really have not seen what the character can do i like the guy who's playing him a lot uh you know i, I remember him in hurt locker and that yeah. was an awesome movie and so i'm i'm kind of curious on what they can see what they could do with hawkeye and the avengers i'm a little worried that he's going to kind of disappear behind robert downey jr and you know yeah yeah 
but still, um, the trailer looks amazing. I cannot wait to see that movie. Uh, another really geeky movie, which we didn't talk about before, so this will be fresh for us, Chad. Mm-hmm. X-Men First Class. And I'm not going to tell you that I haven't seen it because I have. Okay, good. <laughs> and and you, you know my favorite part of that movie? What? Kevin Bacon. <laughs> I, you know, I was not expecting Kevin Bacon. I was not either to be Sebastian mm-hmm. Shaw. Mm-hmm. I, you know, when I first saw the the trailers, okay, it's the X Men. They're not sticking with. They're not following the comic books at all, right? Because some of the characters they weren't around in the '60s, like yeah. Havoc and. Um, well, even Mystique wasn't around in the '60s, right? Yeah. And having Mystique kind of growing up with Charles as you know, mm-hmm. kind of a runaway thing, and. I thought, yeah, I'm not going to like this at all. I really was not expecting to like this movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to the theaters to see it. I watched it from a hotel room in Chicago by myself. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I guess I'll watch this now. And I had already rented it and had it on my computer for like three weeks before I found it. And then I watched it. I was like, it's going to expire soon. I might as well get me yeah. two ninety nine out of it. I was completely blown away. It was so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I didn't care about the 60s. I didn't think I was going to want to see Magneto or Charles' young people. and mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I think it might have been. No, you know what? I'm going to say it was better than Thor, Captain America, and Green Lantern combined. It yeah. was just so well acted. Mm-hmm. And it was so well done. Yeah. I was just, I was amazed. It, it, honestly, it's my favorite X-Men movie. I will, I will go as far as to agree with that. It is my favorite X-Men movie. Because I thought the first one was okay. The second one was maybe a little better. The third one I thought it's was terrible. disappointingly yeah. weak. Um, I haven't seen any of like the Wolverine movies. So, and I really and wasn't interested in them. But or that, good, that I thought was, was very well done. It, you know, I didn't think anybody could fill in and be Magneto mm-hmm. like that. We we kind of got his backstory at the beginning of the very first X Men movie, yeah. And they redid that scene with a different young actor, obviously. Mm-hmm. But they did it shot for shot. I mean, I, if you watch them back to back, you'll find a lot of differences. But without having just seen it, yeah. it looks the same. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was fantastic. Uh, Kevin Bacon was just such a good bad guy, mm-hmm. you know, telling that he's going to shoot his mom and oh, oh yeah, it was so <laughs> fantastic. So you understand why Magneto was hunting Nazis mm-hmm. at the beginning of X-Men yeah. First Class. And how he comes in contact with Charles, how they meet up, was totally believable. Mm-hmm. You know, they were both on different paths, and then they meet up. And yep. I, There was nothing about that movie I didn't like, except for maybe... Uh, there was a couple of the characters that really kind of got the short shift. Mm-hmm. And who are you talking about? Uh, the one guy who was uh, invulnerable or could change into anything, like he sticks his head into the tank and he grows gills, and I was like, eh, it's uh, okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the one butterfly girl who can shoot things. Oh, that I thought was a weak character. That was a weak character. Um, I th- was that supposed to be Angel? <laughs> uh, no, uh, no, Angel's in. I, I don't yeah. know who that who it was to be honest, I know. but I it was just yeah, it was okay. Um, the guy who's kind of the red. Uh, 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 Nightcrawler. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he was pretty cool looking. I, I was quite impressed. Oh yeah, the twins. Yeah. yeah, the twins were actually pretty well done. But all in all, though, I gotta say, I, man, it was such a good movie. I mean, the ending with all the missiles in the air, and you realize mm-hmm. how powerful Magneto is, and he's only that powerful because it was Charles who helped him get there. Well, yeah, pulling a submarine out of the water—that was pretty impressive. <laughs> I, I actually watched 
the beginning of the first X-Men movie because I mm-hmm. just wanted to see the interaction between those two characters mm-hmm. at I, it's supposed to be like um, what is it the oh uh, United Nations or something where there's mm-hmm. stay out of my way Charles and mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it didn't look like the characters but I totally bought it then I was like okay I know their backstory now I saw when they were friends and here they are mm-hmm. again they really don't want to hurt each other they do really like each other mm-hmm. but they have just two philosophical different views on the way things should be right so i thought it was fantastic i i i can't really complain about almost anything about first class it's just it blew me away how good it was mm-hmm. let's take a quick break listen to some uh ads for the other commercials in the mymac podcasting network and we'll be right back On episode 41 of TechFan, Tim Robertson reviewed the HP touchpad and gave it a mediocre score. By the time we started recording TechFan 43, HP had killed the touchpad. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. There, there, Tim. Tim, it's okay. It's okay. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. Tim, Tim, it's okay. You can't help it. These things happen. TechFan. The podcast too many industry leaders listen to, and unfortunately get advice from. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Don't listen to Tech Man. I'm so sorry. Back with Geekiest Show Ever. Again, I'm Tim Robertson. And I'm Chad Perry. We're uh, the old hosts of the show, and occasional. Okay, someone keeps sending me texts, and he. Uh, just doesn't understand when I say I've got friends here to stop texting me. <laughs> oh, don't you hate that? Yeah. What are you going to do? Um, so, you were just talking about a show that starting up again, season two, I think this weekend or next weekend. This weekend, tonight. The Walking Dead. Yeah. I didn't know that you watched this show. I I never read the comic books. I'm not that big into zombies. Zombies just kind of never was my thing. And I'm not a huge zombie fan either. I've caught, you know, like I've caught Zombieland, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to get any better than Shaun of the Dead. I thought that was kind of the pinnacle of zombies. I like Zombieland too, but Mm -hmm. Shaun of the Dead to me is just, it's on a pinnacle. Right. You're just not going to get better than that. Yeah. And then someone says. And I was really done with zombies. Oh, I was too. Yeah. Zombie video games, zombie comic book. I'm yeah. I, no more zombies. I'm tired of it. Yep. And someone said, "Did you watch the series The Walking Dead?" And I said, "No." And I kind of told him the same thing. I'm a little over zombies. He says, "Watch it." He said, "It's only was it seven episodes, six yeah, episodes?" Six episodes. Yeah. He said, "It's only six. Trust me. Just watch the first episode. Mm-hmm. He had it, gave him to me to watch, mm-hmm. and I watched him in three days. Yeah. I, I, oh totally my god, it was in. so good." It, oh my god, it's so fantastic! And that was one of those where my cousin Matt had told me, "No, you really need to watch it." Yeah. And so we're sitting there, and of course they started the series like in January, so it's middle of winter. You got nothing else to do, right? And I said to Kim, "Let's just watch this. We'll get it. It's on on demand. It's free. Let's watch it." First half hour, she was totally sucked in. She loved it, and it's and my wife is not the kind of person who would get drawn into that kind of a genre. Somebody told me if you really enjoy it, go get the comic books. At the time, yeah. they were like at episode or uh, issue eighty-eight or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I got all the comic books and I read them all the way through, and they're fantastic. And it couldn't be more different than the mo- than the TV series. Really? No, there's well, it, the TV show moves at a snail's pace compared to the comic yeah. book. The first three episodes of the TV series is mm-hmm. the first twenty pages, of the com- first issue of the comic book. I mean, wow, it it moves that fast. But 
the situations are different. The characters are different. Mm-hmm. Almost everything is completely different. Uh, some of the people that I know are coming back for season two mm-hmm. are dead in the comic book. Really? In fact, almost everybody you know in that series <laughs> is dead in the yeah. comic book. Um, it's amazing. It. I think the comic book is actually better, and mm-hmm. that's saying something, but it's right. two totally different things. Just because you like one... You're like, okay, I'm watching the series, so I don't want to read the comic because I don't right. want to spoil what's coming up. Like in the the second to the last episode or the last episode of season one, they, when they go to... Uh, Center for Disease Control. Right. Yeah. That never happens in the comic books. Yeah. That, that's a storyline that's completely different. Well, and that's, what's a, that, that's the thing that I've really enjoyed about the show is the turns. Because when he said, we're going to go someplace, I thought <coughs> either one, they were going to head for one of the army bases, or two, they were going to head to where the... Uh, the other gang was right. the Hispanic guys that I thought they which were gonna, also didn't happen in the yeah, comic which book. I thought they were going to merge together and I thought even the twist on that was brilliant yeah because I had a totally different idea going yeah, on and that you find episode. out that they're taking care of old people and yeah. oh god it was so good um, so if you like the series the TV series read the comic books you're not going to spoil anything they just basically took the basic premise made that into they took the first episode, issue of the comic and basically turned that into the first couple episodes of the TV series. Mm-hmm. And then the writers are free to go where they want with it. Yeah. And actually, it made sense for me that they went to the CDC. I mean, he's mm-hmm. a cop. He understands the importance of the CDC. Right. They're, not, they're in the Atlanta area already. Right. So, yeah, that's where Why I would want to go. go. Yeah. yeah. And it made total sense. Some of the decisions they make in the comic books, you're like, why would they do that? Um, but in the TV series, it's more realistic. Yeah. And there's still a lot of unresolved things, like the one guy's wife and the other guy. And mm-hmm. the way that gets resolved in the comic book is very satisfying. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those holy crap moments in the comic book that I know they're not going to do on the TV series. Yeah. There's no possible way. <laughs> they, there's no. None. Okay. They can't do it. Um Probably one of the central characters in the comic book is the son, yeah. not the cop. I mean, the cop is the central character, but the son is really very important to the series. And I just don't see the kid playing it on the television series getting to the point where he is in the comic book. Really? Yeah. it's yeah. I, I don't see that they'll be able to pull that off at all. Mm. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, is it going to be six, six uh, episodes this year? or? I am not sure how many they cut. I, I keep getting... My wife signed me up for the AMC. Yeah. And so I, I've been getting all the, the little email notifications and trailers and stuff, but I really haven't been really deep diving into any of it. I'm yeah. still, I still... I really want to be surprised by what I see. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, I kind of like some of these American TV series following the, the BBC trend where it's it's just six episodes and that's yeah. it. Uh, they 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 did it with Louis. Uh, it's more than six, but I mean it wasn't like a full. Right. That's one of my favorite shows. It wasn't a full twenty two right. season episode like um, Standard American. Bored to death, and I mean there's a lot of them, and mm-hmm. you can get big actors to come in and do six episodes a year. Yeah. Rather than you know committing to twenty two or twenty four where they mm-hmm. can't do anything else. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of stuff on TV that I'm really enjoying right now, but some of my favorite series ended. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rescue Me ended. Yep. Which still makes me sad that I'm never going to see a new Rescue Me. Uh, Entourage ended. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you ever get into... Oh, you don't get HBO, so... Yeah. Um, there's a lot of stuff out there that's good, but 
I feel like we're at a lull at this point. We need some new stuff, something that's really going to be different and blow us away. Mm-hmm. The Walking Dead's a good start. Breaking Bad is probably the best thing that's ever been on television. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever watched Breaking Bad. No, but I know a lot of people who've enjoyed it. So. It's uh, it's one of those shows that I. I you, do you know the premise of it? Yeah. Okay. It's one of those shows that doesn't sound like it'd be all that good mm-hmm. or th- even that interesting. But, oh, my God. It, I haven't felt this way about a show since The Sopranos started. Really? Yeah. It's just... And it just ended uh, season four. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my God. It's just so fantastic. Uh, Michael Cranston, the lead character, won Best Actor for the first three seasons. The only mm-hmm. reason he didn't do it for the season four is because season four started after the awards. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. He couldn't win it that year, which is kind of good for whoever <laughs> did win because he would absolutely win it again. I mean, yeah. it, he's, it's that good. Hmm. Um, let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about video games a little bit, Chad. Yeah. You can see what's sitting up there on top of my printer. Yeah, your PS3 is down for the count again. Yeah, it's uh, it's the first generation PS3 with the PS2 built in, mm-hmm. 80 gig hard drive. It's got a game stuck in it. It's, mm. it's called the Yellow Ring of Death or something like that. and it's dead Mm. and the only way to rescue it is to completely disassemble it and reseat either the cpu or the gpu which you do both at the same time and then hopefully it'll power back up and then it's only going to be a temporary fix it'll happen again so i have a new ps3 i've got the ps3 slim but the problem is none of my saved games are on it oh so i'm going to take that to work and work in it uh probably at max specialist Mm -hmm. after hours where I have all the tools that I'm going to need to disassemble this thing, and, and two things I want to do: I want to I want to be able to eject the disc that's in there. Sure. And it's just Star Wars: A Complete Lego Collection, which mm-hmm. is literally I could get on eBay for five bucks. That's right. not even a, a big deal. But more importantly, I want to be able to pull my saved games off of there. Mm-hmm. I tried everything. I tried uh, taking that hard drive out and using it as external hard drive. Mm-hmm. The Mac won't read it. The Windows won't read it. Mm. Uh, I tried plugging in as an external to the new PS3. It didn't see it. Mm-hmm. I even pulled the hard drive out of the new PS3 and put this one in. But that hard drive and the data is encrypted to that machine. So the new PS3 wouldn't even read it. Wow. So I'm like, this. I don't know why Sony did this. I know they're trying to, you know, they want people hacking it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But Jesus Christ, really? I lose all this stuff because uh, you're paranoia? Yeah, speaking of, there's another big news item that happened while we were away. What? The Sony hack. And it's still going on. I mean, yeah. it was just a uh, big story of, the last, of this last week mm-hmm. was somebody hacked them again. They got a whole bunch of data, and I, I don't know what you know, Sony is doing. I but. have no idea. And, you know, I was frustrated because I, I have a PSP. And basically, I was locked out, and there was no instructions for the PSP users. I actually had to go to their website, and it took me forever even to figure out where to go. Finally, I got to the point where I could at least open a help ticket, and they were very responsive and very helpful and very quick to do it. But for me, it was like there was no direction for just a pure PSP user who just did the online PlayStation Store to actually go and reinitialize my account. It was ridiculous. It was down for a long time. Yeah. Um Look, these things happen, but it seems to me that Sony was completely ill-prepared to deal with it. Oh, yeah. yeah. They obviously didn't have enough security measures in place beforehand. And look, these are these are credit card numbers out there mm-hmm. and, and addresses. And I mean... Which is why I'm glad that I've never actually issued the credit card deal. I always used the, you know, I always 
the gift card thing. The gift card, which is the same thing that I do with the Apple Store now, too. Although the Apple Store does have an actual credit card account number, I just feel more comfortable with it being there. Yeah. I think Apple understands security, though. Yeah. And I don't think Sony really did. And I never really saw much of an apology from Sony afterwards. In fact, the funny thing is... The latest upgrade update to the PS3 that you have to agree to before you can play mm-hmm. absolves them of any legality of this happening. You really? basically give up your rights to participate in any class action lawsuit or anything mm. for any data that may be stolen on their end. And I'm like, okay, you know, people are agreeing to this, but try to prove that in court. Yeah. Try to get that upheld in court. Good luck. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't buy it. Um but even so, I you know, I think we're starting to get to the time now where the PS3 and the Xbox 360, they're starting to get a little long in the tooth, I think. Oh, yeah. I think that we're going to have to start seeing some new consoles soon. I think that, you know, Nintendo came out with their whatever the hell it's called. Wii U. Or Wii U. Wii, Wii U. And, I, you know, I saw, some of the, I saw some of the footage of that being used. I don't know how big a driver that's going to be. I don't know what... You know, I saw it and I was just like, eh. I mean, I, there was nothing that it caught my eye. Yeah, I've got I've got a seven inch iPad that's now you know, your controller in, tagged into the the Wii. That's yeah. basically it. And there's so many unanswered questions. Well, can you have more than one of these controllers hooked up to your Wii U? Well, the last answer I saw was no. You can only have one. It's like, well, you have more than one person playing the games here. Yeah. Um, especially when you're like me and you have kids. Great. Mm-hmm. Now, I, there's going to be a big argument who's going to mm-hmm. have the touchscreen controller. Mm-hmm. It's just ridiculous. Um, Which is too bad because there, I are, think that, there, there are some games that I think would really be cool with that kind of an interface. Like, if you and I were playing, say, a turn-based strategy game, you know, like a sort of watered-down Star StarCraft where... Oh, it would be cool. Could, I, could, I could pick my moves, you pick your moves, we watch them play out on the screen. Or football. Even. Yeah, or I football mean, sports would be a great Right, because yeah. if you're playing defense, you can kind of wait, okay, he's going for a pass play. Yeah. You know, you've got six choices of which one it is, mm-hmm. but still, you at least know it's going to be a pass play. Yeah. I think, it, I think you're right. I think it could be really innovative. Here's the thing, though. I think Nintendo... What Nintendo does best is the core games... They really know their audience. Yeah. And it worked for them for 20 years. My fear with Nintendo, and I think I'm right on this, is they're completely out of touch with what's going on in gaming now. Mm-hmm. They're completely... They've they've purposely put blinders on. Yeah. And said, oh, you know, yeah, we see that the iOS is doing well in gaming, uh, kicking your ass. I mean, yeah. eating Nintendo's lunch. Mm-hmm. So we're going to and come out with a 3D handheld display. Whoopity-doo. Yeah, well, that nobody cares about. Yeah, but I, even dropping it down to 199 yeah. it went up, you know, some more people started buying it, but not... It's still not compelling. You yeah, know? And compared I've to an how, iPad? I mean, yeah. <laughs> hello? Right. Um, I think they're out of touch with what's going on. You know, they're saying, oh, these casual games, we're not going down that road. We think that that's the wrong way to go. We think people want to spend 40 bucks for a game. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you heard me on TechFan where I was talking about a uh, guy playing his Nintendo 3DS and he's like, wow, that looks like a fun game. He's like, yeah. How much did it cost you? 40 bucks? Oh. Oh, you're you're playing games on your iPad, huh? Well, those mm-hmm. are cheap games. Yeah. Well, I got 40 games for the same amount of money. Yeah. 40 games mm-hmm. compared to one game. Yeah. That one game better be goddamn really good. Yeah. Because... Well, and the thing is, all you're seeing with what Nintendo's even doing with 3DS is basically just recompiling 
old they're, games. They're, old, they're yeah. old franchise flagship games. Yeah, you know the games and, you've been playing for 15 years? Now you get to play them again in 3D. Yeah. Yay, really? Yeah. Nothing. They're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're doing the same old crap. Star Fox 64 now rendered for the 3DS. Yeah. Oh, goody. I get to play a 20-year-old Zelda, game. Zelda Ocarina of Time now rendered for the 3DS. Yeah. And you know they're going to do the same thing with the Wii U. Yeah. Now you can control your character's inventory in your hand. Yeah. Really? That's that's what you got to... Yeah. And, and, and frankly, I am... You know, I think Nintendo does a brilliant job with their flagship franchise enterprise games. So they do a great job with Mario. They do a great job with Zelda. But they haven't innovated with those characters in... No. What? Forever? Right. I mean, when you get right down to it, the the new Super Mario's is pretty good. Mm -hmm. But once they hit Super Mario Sunshine eight years ago, they really haven't got any better than that. Mm -hmm. I mean... The graphics haven't gotten any better. The gameplay is essentially the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they married it to the little Wii controller, mm-hmm. it's the same game. You just yeah. now you got to wave your hand around yeah. in circles and stuff. Uh, it didn't make the game any better. Mm-hmm. It's the same crap yeah. that Nintendo's putting out. Now I I happen to like their crap, mm-hmm. but give me something new occasionally. Yeah. So then we uh, so we talked about Sony. Um, I think. They've got to do something. I think they have the best commercials on television. Did you see the one where it's all the, the characters from games talking? Yeah. That was fantastic. Yeah. You know, and they're, My, to Michael, Michael, Michael. <laughs> that was fantastic. I was like, that's really a good commercial. Mm. Microsoft and, uh, and Nintendo don't do anything like that. No, and it, they really have to rely on their folks or, or on their uh, the licensees to do that. Like, for instance, let's talk about the Gears of War 3 game. You know commercials, which look they look fantastic. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Here, you know, here's the thing about Gears of War. I've got, I played through the first Gears of War, and I really dug it. Yep. Then Gears of War two came out, and Cole was, you know, a baby, and mm. Brooke was home all day long, so I couldn't really play that game in front of them, right? Because it was way too gory. Mm-hmm. But by the time they went to bed, I didn't want to play games because now my you know, Julie and I are going to watch TV or something. And mm-hmm. by the time I get to play any games, it's ten o'clock at night. I don't want to get into Gears of War there, right? Because it will affect my dreams. And yeah. <laughs> um, so I never even I, I got into maybe the first half hour tops of Gears of War two. Yeah. So here's Gears of War three, and I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. I'm like, yeah, I'm not mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Um, I've been playing a lot of older games lately. Mm-hmm. And I got to be honest, um, Batman: Arkham Asylum. Really? Yeah, it well, came out always, like I always a couple years it was ago. Like a fantastic games. So. It, it's it's a little. Here's the thing: some of these games are very tricky. Uh, the control schemes are not intuitive, mm-hmm. and if you haven't played it in a while, and you go and you pick it up, you forget how to do stuff. Yeah. And there's no way just click this button and look at your controls menu. Oh, okay, yeah, now I remember. Mm-hmm. Most games don't have that, so you're like fumbling around for a level or two dying all the time Mm -hmm. like okay how did i do the stealth moves now i don't remember yeah i finally remembered it and i'm yesterday i played a game for well cole wanted to play it my (laughs) three-year-old and basically he just kind of runs around until bad guys show up and then he throws me the bad guys get him dad (laughs) so then dad has to take him out um but i got to one level where i died like 10 times i just couldn't Mm. It, I it, the way you were supposed to get these guys is hide and take them down with stealth moves, but I couldn't remember how to do the stealth moves, mm. so I kept having to fight them, and then get out of there real quick, and then take another guy down or half take him down and get yeah. out of there real quick, 
and I did it, but it, it, that's not the way it was intended to be played. Mm-hmm. It worked, but ugh. And and <laughs> I was kind of kind of glad to play it because Arkham City looks really good. Yeah. My understanding is it's basically Arkham Asylum, but now you're in a, a city. Yeah. And it's more free roaming. You can go where you want and do what yeah, you want. Yeah, that, and that's my understanding, too, is you're going to have a lot more of a sandbox format in Arkham City, which could be a lot of fun. And you know how I am with sandbox games. Oh, you love them. I, know I love do. them. Uh, you know, my favorite game of this year was Infamous 2. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I don't want to start the game over, but my saved data for that game is on the mm-hmm. old PS3. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm screwed. It's like, well, I either start over from scratch or wait until I take this machine apart and try to get my saved data. Neither one of them is a, the optimal outcome. Right. I mean, it's it sucks, but it is what it is. What yeah. are you going to do? Yeah. Um, but it, it it was basically just like the first game, just a little better. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's enough for me. I'm like, I'm familiar with the first game. I really dug it. Now I'm going to have fun with this one. Yeah. But unfortunately... I don't see anything coming up from Sony, Microsoft, or Nintendo that's getting my attention. Except for one product, and I know I, I already know I'm probably not going to get it, and that's the new PSP. What mm-hmm. is it called? The I can't think of the name of it. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but it's basically a PSP with a PS3 processor in it, mm-hmm. a lot more RAM. It does have a touchscreen, but it's dual stick, yeah. which is the one thing that I always hated about the PSP the original which you and i have well and the fact is i've replaced my thumbstick twice already really i'm still on my and, first and, and one I'm ready, but and i'm ready for played. my i'm ready to replace it again because i'm starting to get that sloppiness well not only the sloppiness but the drift where yeah. all of a sudden your, your character is always running to the right side of the screen unless yeah. you've got it unless you're actually using and holding him still so you know i i know it's going to come out for 249 i know it's going to be a fun game it looks more fun than the ds stuff that's out there mm-hmm. but I don't know. You know, I keep thinking, I, I I have to imagine that the gaming on the iPad is going to get there. Yeah. You know, and it's starting to. In fact, they just Rockstar announced. Uh, what is it? Uh, Grand Theft Auto Three is coming mm-hmm. out for the iPad Two and the iPhone Four mm-hmm. S. Now that's PS Two level, but it's starting to show me that some of the bigger guys are starting to take it. Well, serious. and I don't know why Sony just doesn't bite the bullet. And franchise some and, and and do the port of some of their key like PSP games even to the i to the iOS because there's some like Loco Roco or you know Patapon which are like you know kind of core franchise games right. for the PSP that don't require any real thumb controls. It's basically either tilt for Loco Roco or just four keys for pad upon which you could actually just put on the ios for the you know right at your thumb so but i think some of the biggest games out there now are from third parties it's not yeah. from sony it's not from microsoft mm-hmm. that's not true with nintendo but nintendo is going to hold on as long as they can until they cannot ignore it any longer when their stock is tanking and well and, and the problem that we we've, we've both complained about nintendo is that they do not have good quality control over no. their licensed over their licensed users they just don't I mean, you look at how many crappy Nintendo Wii games there are out there because they don't have any quality control over their licensees. Well, and it's also the game makers out there, they're they're used to making the 360 and the PS3 games with very high-end graphics mm-hmm. and a whole lot of storage and blah, 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 and then they have to go work on the Wii. Yeah. It's like, okay, let's, let's shut off 10 years' worth of programming 
to work on a machine that's essentially a PS2. Yeah. Graphically, mm-hmm. which came out in what ninety nine. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't get Nintendo at all. Yeah. I think they're they're living in a a, a world that doesn't reflect what's going on today. Mm-hmm. I, I think eventually they're going to get bought out by a bigger company, and then you'll see Sonic and well, not Sonic, but Mario, Mario, and you know all mm-hmm. the fun Nintendo stuff on iOS or Android, yeah. and because that makes sense to me. Because frankly, the only thing I'm looking forward to on Nintendo right now is going to be Zelda Skyward Sword. You know. So, anything else you want to talk about before we wrap this one up? No, I think we did a pretty good one. Yeah, it was fun getting back together and talking stuff. Yeah. With no agenda. As usual. Yeah, as usual. Next time we'll have to actually have an agenda. We'll work something yeah, out. We'll, I'm sure we'll have something by then. Well, you know, I'm uh, I'm home every weekend now, so we'll have to plan another one out, you know, maybe two or three weeks from now, maybe yeah. get together again and do yeah. a geeky show over. So, Sounds I'm going to go let the puppies outside before they... Start peeing on the floor or something. And Good call. So uh, we'll see you guys in, uh, hopefully within a month or so. And we look forward to hearing Travis and Justin back on Geekiest Show Ever. If that changes, we'll let you know. Yep. And to take us out this week, we're going to play a promo, Chad, that we recorded way back in 2005 when we were hosting the MyMac.com podcast. This is a really fun one, I think. I think this might be my all-time favorite promo, Chad. Which one is it? Uh, well, listen... Okay, Jack, this is the uh, MyMac.com podcast promo. You're the pro, just run with it. In a world where laughter was king. Yeah, that really doesn't work for us. Yeah, I mean, sometimes we're funny, but this is a a podcast about Macintosh. The world of Macintosh. What do you mean, no, in a world? Well, it's it's in the world, the world of Macintosh computing. We talk about all things Apple and Mac. Yeah, it's called the MyMac.com podcast. You know, Mac is in Macintosh. Okay, Jack, let's try it again. One man. No, no, sorry. It's actually two of us. Two people. Both Tim and I okay. do a weekly podcast. Two of us, Chad and Tim. N- no one man oh. thing. Okay. Okay, thanks. Whoa, feedback. Whoops, sorry, hit the wrong button. Uh, okay, try it again. In the land before time. What? No, dude, no. What the heck? Look, Jack, we know you're used to doing voiceovers for movies, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, this is a podcast, the MyMac.com podcast. It's like a radio show, on, but it's on the internet. You get it? Okay? Okay. No, seriously, this isn't a movie trailer, okay? You know what? I just don't think you're going to be right for this. Yeah, I gotta agree. Sorry, dude, we don't want our podcast promo to sound like some movie trailer or something. So, you know what this means, right? I'm fired. Yeah, afraid so. Okay, Chad, let's just roll the intro to our podcast. Yeah, that's a good idea. There's nothing pretentious about that, at least. Dude, that's not our intro music. What? Jack! The next generation of radio. It's the MyMac.com podcast. Jack, we're playing the Rocky theme song. This is not a movie trailer. Stop it. No, I like it in here. Podcasting from the MyMac.com studios. It's your hosts, Tim Robertson and Chad Perry. Well, so much for our promo. Well, thank God it was only a promo. Oh, man. Oh, well.